<laughs> I'm having some some desk challenges. I'm trying to figure out how to orient my desk. You know, because I got two computers in my world, and I'm and I still haven't figured out how to situate myself and this uh and this craziness. But anyway, good morning. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. Hey, Harry Droz. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. Hey, Paul Bass. So it's election day, primary day. Get your little asses out there and vote. I'm going to do, as soon as I get off air, I'm going to walk over to my polling place because that'll burn some calories and get me some steps. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. I want you all to join me. And I and I live for the sticker. I live for the sticker. I tell you, it'd be a revolt if they didn't have the sticker, right? Like it would be an absolute revolt. People would just be out their bags without a sticker. I'm just saying. So guess who popped by the porch yesterday? He was out canvassing my neighborhood. I think this is like the only the second politician I let uh on the uh on the porch. <laughs> and uh uh it was Liam Neeson uh, Liam Neeson. <laughs> I don't know how I got that all crazy. Um uh but Liam who was uh running for uh mayor in the primary and if he doesn't win you know he's not gonna run in He's not gonna run in uh in November. But the the sitting mayor, uh, if he loses, he's gonna run it again in November because you know why why fracture the Democratic Party? <laughs> why 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 disregard the, the people's voices. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to mind my business. I'm going to mind my business. Uh, he's, he's, you know, we, 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 yeah. Some people just have conviction. Some people don't. <laughs> Some people have regard for the party some people don't and some people want what they want at all costs that's how that's what that's all I, i'm gonna leave it at that i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it at that what am i gonna do so anyway it was lovely talking to him I, you know we didn't we didn't talk about politics we we really just talked about family stuff you know where he came from where did you know you grew up in stanford uh, he went to Yale Law. Um, so it was really, really, he was just, you know, a shy person in law school. But, uh, uh, and I, and I realized, I didn't realize he was the one to send John Rowland back to prison. We didn't talk about that. I read that after the fact. I didn't really know anything about him, except I liked his videos. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like he's young enough to like make cool videos. And he was talking about that process, like the first time he did it, it was like this and that and the other thing. And then and then people come to really like them. So I'm gonna when he becomes mayor, I'm gonna expect that. 
I need a I need a weekly video. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, so today's primary day. The polls opened at six o'clock. So y'all can get out there and vote. I'm gonna walk over to the polls as soon as I uh get off air. And uh real treat today. I've got um sticks, bones, and the and the uh uh um and the bone squad they're coming back on at 10 15 they were here a couple of weeks ago because they were playing the uh the Brantford jazz festival and so now they're going to be at jazzy's on friday i think they're gonna be at jazzy's on friday and you know it's gonna swing i know it's gonna swing so that'll be fun right so I might I might make it there. I'm not certain yet. Cause you know, my calendar gets all because you know there's a lot going on this week. Holy holy moly. So much going on. You know, it starts with Thursday for me. Um starts Thursday, I'm having dinner with friends. And then um uh, uh I don't know what Marquisha's doing for her birthday, but you know, I got to keep an ear to the ground for that. Uh, Friday is, uh, so Friday is, is uh, sticks, bones and the bone squad. So I might be able to make it cause that's, I don't have any, I don't have anything on my calendar. I had the African, the Africana film festival in Richmond, but we're not going to that. So then Saturday is the uh, Feta Noir for the AKAs. I'm going to that. And uh, in early in the day, my friend, the late Clark Broadbent, um, is having a memorial service. So I'm going to go to that. Uh, and then Sunday, uh, I, I don't have anything going on um, except, uh, well, I do. Uh, Juanita's having a retreat. I'm going to it in New London. So it's a, so I have to figure this out, you know, but, but that's what I love. Oh, and then uh, next Next week, the uh, Yale Access to Law School uh, Academy starts up again. So uh, that starts up again, and we're and 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 for us for the for the uh, sitting cohort, uh, that just means uh, we are uh, we are um, uh, getting ready to apply to law schools. So, you know, so Shafiq dropped out because he couldn't, his, his petitions weren't right or something. But what I find interesting is that he didn't back any of the candidates. I don't know how you call yourself a politician and you can't even do the basics, like throw your support behind one of the other candidates, particularly when you have amassed uh, a bit of a, a showing of support for yourself. So that means this wasn't really about, you know, Democrats or community. It was all about your own whatever. And I hope he hears me and I hope whoever, you know, because I, I and and I didn't talk to him through his whole campaign. I didn't talk to any of the candidates to tell you the truth, because, you know, I just didn't want to hear it because, I you know, they all got to say what they got to say. And, you know, uh, but it was nice talking to Liam yesterday. Um, I, it was. So I, I just so. I was just struck by the fact that had I had I had to withdraw, I would have thrown my support behind one or the other because that's how you show up in politics 
as a as somebody who was very interested in politics, you know, you you make your alliances and you and you and you grow a party and you and you share your ideas so that they don't it's just not a fly by night kind of thing. So all that stuff that you were espousing is just gonna what? You could have said, listen, go talk to one of the candidates. Well, either both of them and say, this is what I'm this, I want to throw my support behind you. This is what I'm interested in. And then, and then whoever is willing to be interested in what you're interested in, then they will back you. I, I don't understand this. I'm just gonna take my balls home and sit on my porch and be mad. I don't, that's that's just political immaturity. And that says you don't know nothing about how to play the game of politics. And and if it's distasteful to you, why do you even want the job? Because those that are in it know how to play. And yes, it's a game. It's a game until you get to until you get into the office and then it's reality when you're in the office. But for the for the most part, politics is a game of strategy, will and conviction. Oh, let me see. <laughs> uh, you don't got to agree with me. I don't give a damn if no one agrees with me. I don't do this for agreement. I'm just telling you what I know. And, and I, I just find that distasteful. I do. Because, you know, there's a lot at stake when people run for office. There's a lot at stake in these communities when people put their faith in somebody to run. And, eat, and so when they drop out, what are those people supposed to do? How do you redirect their energy? If you're not going to even do that, then don't don't run again. Sit down. Stay out the way. Go do something else because you are letting people down and you're not being a good Democrat. That's all I'm going to say. I get to talk the kind of stuff that I talk because Because I've been there. I've been on campaigns. I've worked on campaigns. I I had a campaign. I've won. <laughs> Regardless of the fact that I had to like step down, I don't care. I, I, I still won. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, so. Ugh. I know who I want to win today. I do. I know who I want. I know who I want. But, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see. You know, we'll just keep it moving. We just keep it moving. We keep doing what we're doing. We keep pushing. We keep, you know, we just keep, keep our head up. Keep your head to the sky. <laughs> That's the Earth Wind and Fire song. Keep keep your head to the sky. You know. I just, I just, I was just disappointed in Shafiq about that. Seriously. Just, just disappointed. Because I, I thought he could have done better by that. You know, just just been better. Oh well. Yeah, there I go. Uh wishing people would be better than what they are. So anyway, it'll all be well. It shall all be well. 
shall all be well. You know. Anyway, life goes on. So, uh, I wish we had, I wish it would have been nice to have some people at the polls this morning ch chatting them up. Hey, how's the voting going? <laughs> this would have been a perfect word on the street today, Paul. Although uh, Rosh Hashanah is coming. So I think, uh, I think it's from the 14th through the 17th, I think. Uh, oh, I'm in the wrong month. Yeah, I think it's, I want to say it's the 14th through the 17th. It's not showing up on my, oh, it is. It is on my calendar. Oh, from the 15th to the 17th. Okay. All right. So, but anyway, I had a, I, it was a great conversation. So I told, I told Liam to, uh, come on the show after the fact, you know, and then we'll talk some more. Uh, you know, he's Catholic. Uh, uh, he's got four, three, three children, four children. <laughs> uh, uh, he's got one sibling. His parents immigrated. Uh, it's such a great story. I won't tell it all. I'll wait till he, I'll wait till he comes and tells it, but wonderful story i was like that's a good story you know so so anyway i i woke up this morning i was a little hungry do you know what i i rarely wake up hungry but this morning i woke up hungry um I, i'm a little hungry so we'll see what happens i'm a little hungry um I didn't get a chance to read Lisa Gray's piece on um, uh, Toad Rocks to Ron Lawrence's memory. I, I, it looked like it was a good time in the pictures that I saw. I'm sorry I couldn't go. I, you know, I just, I, I, you know, I'm not running out of steam. I just, so many things get packed in. And uh, and that was on the eve of uh, getting ready for LSAT, right? So I needed all that energy for that four or five hour test. I had to <laughs> I I had to really get some stamina for that thing. God, I'm not taking it again. I don't care what the score is. It'll be what it'll be. I can't somebody'll get me in. I've been thinking a lot about, you know, my application for law school. And and this is how I'm I, I'm thinking about it this way. Do you know um Barbara Streisand and Funny Girl? You know, Funny Girl. Um with uh you know uh she she he Zigfield puts her in the Zigfield follies and she never feels like uh uh she's pretty enough to 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 be one of the Zigfield girls so she she took a comedic turn um because Zigfield was all about you know the aesthetic and and she just felt like she didn't fit into it um F Fanny Fanny Bryce so she didn't feel like she fit into that aesthetic. Jewish girl knows the whole bit. And uh um, but she she was a hell of a performer. So when he put her in the show, she um <laughs> she put a pillow under her dress, and when she turned, it looked like she was pregnant and she was singing this song about true love. <laughs> 
So, so what does that have to do with me in law school? Well, I'm going to have to be non, I have to be out of the box on how I apply what I say in my application to stand out. Uh, I don't think I have a problem standing out, but I want to stand out in such a way that they want to take a chance on allowing me in and, 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 you know. And, and I don't have any money, so <laughs> so I I don't I don't I don't even know. I'm just kicking the can down the road. That's all I'm gonna do. I don't know what else to say. I I don't have. I, I'm sure there's some money out there. Uh, I hope that I could get some of it. You know, a lot of it, like all of it, uh, because that's the only way this is gonna happen. I I don't know what. I mean, I'll buy. I mean, I'll I'll buy some lottery tickets. I mean, I'm definitely gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I got some in my bag. I got a check, as a matter of fact. So I, I say all that to say, yeah, I gotta. I, I mean, I'll get down that road, but I gotta, I gotta finance this thing. And uh, you know, that's just what it is. And and uh, and I gotta study for the bar right out the, in 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 concert with uh, going to law school because that's that's how. Uh, uh, that's the only way that's going to work. You know, like I, I, I got some challenges, but uh, uh, but that's all right. So I could tell you what the bar exam cost. All right, so you got to do bar exam review course. All right, I, somebody has already offered to do that for me. Um, and I'm excited. Um, then I got a, I got a, I guess there's a multi-state professional responsibility exam. And you got to take that before you get to the bar. So it's a, then you got to register for the bar and, and the, and that could range from anywhere from $150 to $1,500. And and this is paid directly to the board of law examiners, or whatever it is in your state. Uh, so sometimes, uh, like in Florida, um, it's a hundred dollars. It's a thousand dollars for the test, and if you're taking it a, a, for a second or repeat time, it's it's only four hundred and fifty dollars. I don't think I'm gonna be in Florida taking the bar, like. I don't think that's happening. Uh, then you, you know, this bar exam software, bar exam essays, uh, accommodation. <laughs> you got to get stuff notarized. You got to pay for that. You got to have the, uh, uh, so, so some of these things they've already told us, like, you know, um, the moral, the moral char character application. <laughs> Thank you, Dwayne Betts, for setting the groundwork for that. <laughs> That's four hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, it's costly. I, <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. We'll figure it out. Uh, we'll figure it out. I, listen, I don't know. I, I just don't know. 
but I'm not, I'm not at that gate yet. I got, I got a, I got a ways to go. I gotta, I gotta start applying. I gotta, I gotta start showing up to people I want write letters. I just gotta have a bunch of people write letters. Somebody's gonna stick. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's gonna get me in, like on the strength of what they wrote. Somebody, you know, so. So that's what I'm facing now. So now, but the LSAT part is over. I'm just waiting for the scores. I hope they are favorable. I hope they are a little bit higher than what they were when I took it in June. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I didn't dip down. Oh my God, I would be sick. But you know what? I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to go with it. So, you know, we'll just go with it. <sighs> so yeah, the bar exam is expensive. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot. So, but I'm not there yet. I'll, I'll get there at some point. I'm not, I'm not there yet. So high five to, uh, to my friend, uh, Christine, um, Bartlett Josie, who is in the cohort four of the Yale Access to Law School program, which starts in January. So I'm so excited and delighted. She will love it. She will get a lot out of it. You know, she will be good. So go, 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 go. So I'm excited for her. We have been talking about law school for a very long time. You know, right now she's, you know, she's king making. So she's in Bridgeport running, running an election. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to hear from her tonight. I mean, it's not New Haven, but, you know, I want to know if her if her guy wins, you know, because that's a Bridgeport is a whole other contentious animal, and uh, I don't know. I I think Ganem is entrenched. <laughs> he is, he's he gonna be mayor for life, <laughs> and you know. They barred him from, you know, they, they, you know, they snatched his law license. So he's got to make a living some kind of way. I mean, he could go teach too. I mean, he's got enough skill sets uh, and education and background. He could teach. You know, listen. Uh, um, I don't know what Roland's doing. I know he's working for this, some crackpot organization that's like anti-everything. <laughs> um, I don't know if Gannon teaches at the at the adjunct level. I don't know. So, but uh, he'd be good at that. I think he's personable, and he was on our show. He was fire. <laughs> it was one of my favorite when we were doing um uh Justice Insider. It was one of my favorite things. I mean, it really was. He was he was terrific. <laughs> you know. And people can say whatever they want. And, you know, listen, uh, I'm sure people say, say, I know people say things about me and, you know, who do I think I am kind of stuff. And, you know, and always want to remind me that I, I committed a crime. All right. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate people thinking about me at that level. I mean, if you got to spend your time thinking about me, man, you have no life. <laughs> you, you have. You have none, nada. You have no life. So, um, so I I didn't watch any of the debate. I might 
it's up on the New Haven Independence. I might, I might catch some. Uh, I might, I might look at it while I'm uh, after I get off air. Uh, just like give myself some, some ketchup, ketchup. <laughs> you know, like you put on a hamburger. You know, I give myself some ketchup. Oh, that's the wrong, wrong uh, keyboard. So I might, I might just do that. You know. Because you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna sit on air. We're gonna talk about the results. Uh, we're gonna meet people where they're at, and uh, catch up with people. The polls close at eight o'clock. We're gonna hear. Oh, and did I tell you I met uh, Christine Stewart at uh, Christine Stewart from Connecticut News Junkie? Like I finally met her in person. I'm such a fan girl. So I met her at the. Uh, Festival, International Festival of Arts and Ideas Gala, where I was the uh, MC. It was fun. It was such a good time. Um, but uh, uh, it was such a good time. Such a good time. Such a good time. Where's this hair from? Whose hair is that? Ew. Yikes. It's creepy. But um. So I met her at the gala. It was so much fun. And I met um, Paul Nunez's, the, the woman who works with Paul Nunez. I need to put those pictures up too. She was fun. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But anyway, I'm such a fangirl of hers. And so I believe she's going to be calling in tonight too to like give us a, a the skinny on some of the other elections around, which I which I like. Like I mean, I I like New Haven politics a lot, but I want to hear what's going on. I'm I'm keen on um paying attention to uh, Hartford and and what what that looks like. Hartford's got I don't I don't even know how to ugh, I don't even know how to make sense of that. I don't even know, uh, but I mean, they you know. They'll they'll muddle through, I guess. Uh, it's interesting. I'm looking forward to it. So so I'm up on the New Haven Independent. I mean, uh, I'm up on the uh, I'm up on the uh, inner city site now, because you know we have a a website quietly launched, and uh, and I can pull up the digital paper, you know. And uh, and look at it and see what's happening. Oh gosh, why is it doing that? Oh, sometimes it does this. Okay, I can't do that then. All right, all right, all right. Oh, I'll keep it small. So we have the piece on uh that came from uh, Laura Gillespie on uh on Brittany, who is so much energy. I liked her so much. I told her she could put a sign in the yard. She did. She's so energetic. So, so, so energetic. So, do you know there's a, a annual policy summit coming up uh, through the Chamber of Commerce? And uh, and they got some cool people uh, going. Uh, now, I'm not going to it because it's on the 14th. And I just can't be in a, I can't be in a room with that many people anymore. <laughs> it's from three to six. Although I might, I don't know, maybe I could try to figure out uh, if I should go or not. Unlikely. 
gosh, this won't let me. Okay. So, but they've got, you know, they've got um Gary Winfield, Paul Nunez, um, uh uh Marty, Marty Looney. So it's a whole bunch of heavy hitters that's gonna um show up for this thing. I'm impressed. And uh Natalie Negata, Negron, who is, you know, our new superintendent. So that should be good. So hey, listen, people, here's an opportunity for you to get into some policy discussions, listen to some policy discussions uh, with these folks. Um, so uh, you might want to, uh, if, if if you're interested in, in policy in this state, you might want to get to this and catch it. You know, they're going to be talking about the current state of New Haven's public schools and vision uh, under this new administration. I mean, that's pretty powerful. And then two panel, two two additional panel discussions on uh, overcoming barriers to entrepreneurship, uh, viewpoints from minority entrepreneurs, and then equity as a growth strategy, building solutions to generate wealth. So, I mean, this is going to be some good stuff. Uh, so if you're around on September 14th, uh, and it's it's going to be at the Marcel Hotel Marcel from three to six. I might I might have to scan this and just go. I, I mean, I, I think I think I got plans. That's only a couple of days from now. I got to be somewhere. Oh no, I got stuff to do. Oh Lord, it's too much. So much to do. But anyway. Uh, that's a Chamber of Commerce event. You know, they don't scrimp. So you might want to might want to catch it. I, it would be worth your time, I think. I think. I think. So I didn't understand um, the ex-Philly mayor stumping for Goldenberg. I didn't. Maybe somebody could explain that better to me. I don't know what his thinking was. Was he trying to say that Philly is like New Haven? Wait, Nutter was from, what, no. Is he? Yeah. Philly is like New Haven in the sense that what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't understand this. I, I did it draw people? It maybe it did draw a few people. I don't know. So I just find that interesting. You know, I I don't I don't know how well that plays in uh in uh in New Haven. And I'm also paying attention to the West Haven. There's some folks running in West Haven. You know, they got they got messiness over there too. Ooh. Lord have mercy. I, they got messiness. But, you know, they're gonna work it out. So uh somebody I knew who was running as a he's a black Republican. Uh he put his hat in the ring, then he took his hat out the ring, and now he's putting his hat back in the ring, looking for people to write his name in. I was like, you if you can't decide whether or not you run it, I, I think you really need to go sit down somewhere. That's how I'ma see it. You know, that's how I'ma see it. That's how I'ma see it. That's how I see it. So anyway, oh let me let me stay on top of that. Okay, it's 937. Because I'm just going on and on and on. Uh uh politics. So, oh yes, I'm gonna walk myself down down the road, down the street, and go vote. I'm gonna get my vote in, and uh, you know, uh, uh, election. 
you know, so make sure you vote. I'm telling all my, my kids to make sure that they vote. Uh, those of them that are registered. I don't know if Khalil is registered. I don't think Khalil is registered, but I know Gregory, Margot, and Brianna are registered. I know, don't ask me how I... Well, Gregory, I don't think Gregory changed his, his address to vote. I just don't know how I could have kids who don't vote. I just don't know how I do it. Seriously, it just bothers me to know. <laughs> it just bothers me to no end. <laughs> that as much issues I talk, my kids are just so upside down. So, but anyway, uh, I know Gregory has voted several times. I don't know if he's changed his address. Um, I think he votes here now. Honestly, I think I think that I think he votes here. Uh, vote today. Today is the primary election. You know, I, I don't know. I try to, you know, you try to, you know, they're a little jaded, right? Which I don't know why. So, uh, and because they are a little jaded, you know, they're millennials, you know, they're wishy-washy, they're all the things. <laughs> and, and but they, you know, they work hard, but, you know, there's like the kids of this generation are a little, you know, a little lightheaded. And uh, that's unfortunate. I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying some of them. The ones that I know, which, you know, the ones that I raised. <laughs> I don't know what that, that, and it, listen, I'm not going to own it as a reflection on how I raised them. Uh-uh. You can, you can pour into kids all you want. Their own personality is going to supersede whatever you poured into them. Do you know? So. So. You know. Anyway. Do what you can. Do what you can, why you can, with what you got. And just, you know, square it up that way. Uh, so, yeah, so now I'm on the Arts Council site uh, because I love all the things uh, that's going on. And New Haven is becoming strong in its arts communities. I mean, it really is. And, and, and I, I think if you had the right leadership, arts could be a good economic driver of this city. If you had the right leadership. That's that's the uh do we have any um referendums on the on the on the ballot? Now I gotta I have to find out because I know there was a, a conversation about putting to vote whether terms for mayor and alder. Uh, should be increased to four years instead of two years. Um, and then I guess they would figure out when that would take effect. Like, I don't think it should take effect with the effect with the sitting mayor. I think at the next election, that's when you do it. Why not? So I always thought four years was challenging. So who is Bob? Is somebody connecting? Who is this? <laughs> Hi, Bob. Why are you here?
is that? I don't know who that is. Oh, they, they probably logged on too early. <laughs> I get that sometimes. You give people the, the login and they just want to check and, and they don't realize, you know, this this there's a show in front. There's a show in front. So so anyway, Harry, I don't is there a way to leave a message? Like like it's early. You don't have to be in until ten fifteen. That's all right. That's just in the waiting room. Do we have do we have good music? Are we playing good rap music in the waiting room? <laughs> Are we playing good music? I want people to be entertained while they're in the waiting room. I can't remember what it's like to be in the wait. I've been in the waiting room, but I don't recall if it's musical. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it musical? So anyway, we're gonna we're gonna we just gonna let them sit in there, uh, you know? Cause I get it. Cause you if you if you uh, if you don't do this kind of stuff, you want to make sure all your stuff is working. You want to make sure um, uh, that you could get log in at the point point in time, like you could just step into it. So I understand that. So, but it just was a little like. Do you know what I mean? Like if somebody just ran up in your house, you're like, who the hell is this? <laughs> like, who is this? Why are you in here? You know, that kind of thing. That kind of vibe. All right. Anyway, uh, I don't even know what's going on in the rest of the world. I tell you what, I tell you what was uh what I listened to yesterday which chilled me to my my bones and i don't think i've ever listened to them before um the messages from the the flight the the other flight that didn't crash into the buildings but i think was trying to crash into the pentagon and the people that were on it uh but the messages that people people called their loved ones uh from the plane and uh you know i I think what it's not so much what they said. I think it is hearing it and you knowing that they know that they are on a hijacked plane and that they're going to die. Like I don't you I don't think you get any more real or understanding death is is imminent than that. Um and so I was listening to a, to, to the calls you know, people, I, I don't know how people got calls through, but they got calls through and I guess people on the other end saved them or, or whatever. And, uh, it was just, I, it just chilled me to my bones. Like I, I, I don't, I, I think we all, I, I don't know anybody who has not practiced saying goodbye, you know, like, what would I say if I know that uh, this is uh, that there's no coming back from this. You know, I I don't know what I would do. I'd have to send text and that I'd have to call my children and you know, in those moments, you you it becomes very clear of, of, of what you value. You know, and I think that's probably. Uh, 
I, I think that I think there's a lesson in that for all of us. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't don't wait. Don't wait until it's that moment before you, you know, say what's on your heart and mind to people. Like we should be in a constant state of doing that. Right? Like you should be in a constant state of doing that. But I dare say, I think the calls were more about the people who were making the calls than for the people receiving the calls. I mean, I think the people who were making the calls was already doing that, gosh, that work of, I didn't get around to this or that. I didn't get a chance to do this. I'm not going to be able to do that. You know, and it's not even the big, big things. It's just those small things that you, that you think about. And, um, and so I, I really was trying to stand in that grace as I was listening to those 9-11 cell phone calls home to, to their loved ones. You know, mothers saying goodbye to their spouses and make sure you tell the kids I love them. I love them with all my heart and I love you. And I mean, you know, and, and some of them were quite calm saying, listen, I'm on this plane that's been hijacked by terrorists. It's unlikely that I'm going to come out of this. Uh, I'm hoping that I will, but it's unlikely. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's pretty powerful, you know. Uh, and there were some people that were crying a little bit, you know, trying to trying to be brave, brave, but crying. I mean, that was just like, wow. Wow, 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 wow. And you just listen to all those voices, you know. And I just was struck by how close it felt, how close it all felt. And, uh, and and then I got to thinking, I wanted to know where, where their loved ones are now, 22 years later. You know, what are their lives like? I, you know, I, I'm sure somebody has already done that. It's just a little search, you know, a follow-up. I'm sure somebody's 9-11 remembrance tribute thing um, has some follow-up to those folks, but. You know, I wasn't in the mood to watch any of that. Not because I don't believe in it. I believe in it a, a whole lot. But I just wanted to have a different a different mindset around 9-11. I was really, like I said yesterday, I was really focused on, you know, the folks that are surviving and the help that they need and the help they're going to continue to need as long as they are alive into the future. And I think for me, that's the, that's the, that's how I wanted to think about yesterday. You know, that I didn't want to lose focus on that. I didn't want to get caught up in the sentimentality, you know, and 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 because there are 9-11 survivors who are among us, who are with us, who are suffering and need the help. So 
But I, I just was quite moved by those calls. And and I I can't even imagine. Even now, when I'm talking about it, even now I'm sitting in my own space. I'm not on a plane. There's no terrorist at my door. There's no terrorist down the street. I'm here. I, I'm not in danger. And even now I'm like, given how much time that all went down, who do I who would I call? And if I got somebody's voicemail, do I leave a message? You know, and and that kind of stuff. Oh, it's awful. I think it was awful and comforting at the same time. You know, to hear people's last words. You know, and uh, I, 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 I think when you just listen to those recorded conversations of people calling their loved ones in those moments, it, it, you gotta know, you gotta be thinking. This, this is what life, it becomes very clear about life, I think. Because when I was laying, I was listening to this, I was like, I'm very clear about what life is. And any moment could be the moment. And, and listen, we are going to live with regret. There's no such thing as not living with regret. You're going to regret something. You're going to regret going out in the rain on a Wednesday. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's just some simple regret. I'm not talking about the big ones where you could conceivably go, go and change that. You know, if there's a dream, go chase that dream. If there's, if there's some apologies that need to be made, then go make the apologies. Don't stand on formality or pride. If there's some apologies that need to be made, make them. If there's some fence mending that needs to happen, then go make that happen. Uh, I I will say this. Over the last several years, I've been able to apologize um, to people who I harmed in this, in, uh, uh, in, in my uh, incarceration journey. And, and, and it wasn't because I, I just wanted to seek them out. I didn't. God just sort of put put swung people back around into my path and I had no choice. I mean, I had a choice, but I chose to sort of apologize without without I without making it about me. Just I betrayed your trust. I'm sorry. I will be sorry for the rest of my life. That's it. You know, and uh, and I don't. It doesn't matter. It didn't matter to me whether the people that I apologized to accepted my apology or not. I I I just wanted them to hear. I just wanted them to hear me say because I I just felt like I didn't want to. I didn't want to die, and 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 be all prideful about not wanting to uh, say I was sorry. And I, and I, and it was a hard road. It was a hard road to get me to that place. But I I'm one of these kinds of people. I'll do the hard stuff, and I'll just listen. I know it's hard. I'll just do it. 
I, I don't like being a hostage thing. So I, so I, I understand how to, how to do hard things. And so, so, so I felt, so when I was listening to the nine 11 calls yesterday, you know, when I was listening to the folks on the flight, um, who, who the, the, the flight and they, cause there was a lot going on on that flight. Cause there were some men up there was like, listen, we, they're going to kill us anyway. We're going to fight. We're not going to let them crash this and do some harm. Um, so, so that was going on. And then there were people who were like, I think, you know, there's a woman that was pregnant. Uh, 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 but, but I think what, what I'm trying to do is just connect all the parts that, and make the case and the point about, uh, we, we don't know when it's going to be the moment. Everybody thinks that they're going to get notice when the moment comes, when it, when their number is called. We all think we're going to get notice and we probably will get a notice in a split second, but that might not be enough time for you to make a call. <laughs> you might want to make the call right now while you are standing up, breathing, walking, and in command of all your faculties. That's the point that I want to make. That's the overarching point right there, that you may not get the notice. You may not find yourself on a plane hijacked by terrorists and that'll propel you to make the phone call to tell your loved ones you love them or to apologize for some small slight that you did to somebody. You might not have, you might not find yourself in that position. You know, you might just be one of these people like most people, I will get around to it and then boom, you know, you your untimely demise is met and you go to your grave with this unfinished business. And I, I and I know all business can't be finished. There's just some things that you're not going to be able to do. You're not going to, some things you're just not going to beat the clock on. But there are some smaller things I think that, that you could. That's the overarching issue. Issue That you, that's the point I want to make. That you take the time now. Not when you're on a plane held by terrorists. And I'm not saying that begrudging them. I'm saying that that was the lesson to us to get ahead of that kind of thing, you know, to get ahead of not waiting to say whatever, say, get, say it. So every time you walk out the door, hug, hug people, kiss people, look them in their face and tell them you love them, you know, tell them you're glad to see them, you know, tell them you're glad they stopped by, you're glad to hear from them. That's that's what that's the lesson. That's we need to get into that habit. I'm working on it. I I'm working on it, you know. Um, because I I know how valuable that is. Um I just know how valuable that is. And we all and you know, and here's the thing we all know how valuable it is because we've all lost people close to us. And and sometimes you have time to prepare and and hold hands and all this other kind of stuff and do all the do all the things that connect us. But sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. So so anyway, that was yesterday. Today, I've got um, I've got the the sticks bones and the bone squad coming on because they playing at uh, Jazzy's on Friday and. Uh, they're going to come on and talk about 
what what they up to since the last time they were here. So I'll be back at 1015. So y'all hang out. Stay tuned on 103.5 WNHH. You know, we live streaming at the New Haven Independent, Facebook, X, <laughs> YouTube. You got us.
distant shores I've been waiting wanting more for the whole night and it ain't right I've been singing what's on my mind trying to explain what can't be defined and for so long it's been so strong suddenly it's clear now that I can hear These love notes the ones that I wrote Oh these melodies here are some memories and these love notes I found in an old coat mean something new all to lean on can you hear me come near me I've been dreaming my angel will come but I never expected that you'd be the one now I found you I wanna stay around you suddenly it's clear now that I can hear that I wrote Oh, these melodies Here are some memories These love notes I found in an old coat Means something new All because of you
I found in an old coat They mean something new All because of you
Hi, Bob. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. I'm delighted this morning because I get to talk to Sticks Bones and Bob and Ed Tankis because Sticks Stick Bones and the Bone Squad is playing Friday night. Friday night at Jazzy's. Yep. Yep, that's right. Just can't get enough of Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. So how was it on the great? So last time you were here, you all were getting ready to play. It was a Branford Branford Jazz Fest. How was that? It was a beautiful day. I mean, uh, the God held out the held back the rain, you know, gratefully. But and the uh, people showed up. I'm and glad, we showed, and we showed out. <laughs> Bob, you can unmute yourself so you can get in this conversation. All right, so so uh, so you're playing jazzies. Any particular reason, or just because they they just wanted to have some good music that night? <laughs> uh well this is all thanks to Ed Tankis to be honest you know what I'm saying he's he's the one who got us on the Connecticut tour <laughs> you know he wants to make sure if we're going to launch big they know that we started out in Connecticut <laughs> all right listen Connecticut tour is a real thing yes 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 definitely so you know it feels good man you know Bob is going to come in again he he did his debut on Branford on the Green and How um they really, How, they really give him a warm welcome. Now, Bob, you're the the Olympian. I, I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> right, like you're you're a world class. was a world class athlete? Am I correct? Well, I, you know, um, I still hold the oldest Olympic record in the history of the Olympics. So. Um, oh, I've had, I've had a little experience in the Olympics, though, and 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 was blessed to uh, uh, to have the opportunity, uh, healthy health wise as well as ath athletically wise. So um, uh, that was a beautiful 
15, 20 year training uh, to get to the 1968 Olympics. And uh, boy, was it a blast. It was mm. absolutely uh, unbelievable. You know, a lot of things happened uh, during 68. However, um, we survived and, um, and came out uh, uh, smelling real good, you know, doing, doing some wonderful things, uh, you know, representing our families and, and also our country too. So, yes, uh, you know, I've been involved with the Olympics and so forth, but I got a new job. Okay. Now, can you can job. you raise your can you raise your camera up or a little bit so we can actually see you, Bob? Thank you. Be uh, nice to see you. All right, so 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 how did Bob come to the band? Because I mean, he's an Olympian, and and now you got him on percussion. What's happening? Tell me so about that. So what happened that. was, you know, you know, I'm I'm walking through the airport. I see a <laughs> bunch of crowd over this guy, and they're like, oh, Bob, Bob, and I say, hey, Mr. Beeman, would you please be in my band? <laughs> 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 he said, talk to my people, kid. You know what I'm saying? I get back at you. I actually like that story. <laughs> I wish that was the story. <laughs> he said, you know, you keep forgetting. You keep forgetting a lot. You need some help, young man. Let me grab you by the collar and help you yeah. out. Uh, <laughs> no, um, his cousin, Al Brisbane, is the bass player of the band. And, you know, they, they've been connect, communicating a lot over the years. And whenever Bob... Uh, would come to New York, I would go and hang out with them. And uh, he was always like mentioning how influenced he is by music. Wow. There's, there's this other side of him that the world has yet to see. So, you know, he's he's all you know, he's all glamorous over here, but he's like, man, there's more <laughs> to the table. There's more to the table. And, you know, I'm grateful that I was in a position to introduce that other side, you know, like you guys finally get to see Batman. Y'all know Bruce Wayne, but now you get to see <laughs> Batman. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, um, so most people who um, are good in one thing, oftentimes are good in another thing, you know, like, so if you're a musician, that means most musicians play more than one instrument, right? Mm -hmm. Most athletes do more than one sport or they do something else. I, I think athletes and musicians are very similar in genius uh, because they just take on different things. So I know, Sticks, you, when you were here last, you were talking about you you play some other stuff too, like you. I mean, it's not, it's not so much of an instrument, but producing. Like, you know, I produce for TV and film and, uh, you know, produce hip-hop beats and stuff like that. Because um, you could hear something, like... I mean, yeah. that takes a little bit of a talent to sort of like, yes, I play an instrument, but I could also hear yes. something that needs to be in this space. Yeah. So so as just being an instrument player, that's one thing. But to be the composer, arranger, producer, that's a whole nother element that you have to develop. And again, that's what, how <laughs> I was able to create this unit, which included Bob, because Bob, as a percussionist, you know, you kind of got to write the parts for him. And he just fit right in. He can't. He he already knew what to do. He just needed his own lane. You know, he needed that own his own space in order to dwell in. And that's what we created together, along with the Bone Squad. So now, Bob, have you always been a percussionist? Like, when did you know you were a musician? 
Well, I started out, uh, one of my great influence uh, personnel uh, was Milford Graves and the gentleman Wally Hall, who I eventually started uh, uh, playing with uh, Wally uh, with this famous dance group uh, company, Bernice Johnson out of New York. And uh, I started to get very involved in the drumming aspects of it. And then I began to play uh, uh, for all of the dance classes, including their professional dancers. And, um, I spent a lot of time uh, drumming from the time that I was seven. And then I had to put it aside when I was 14 and 15 because uh, there was another side of me that people didn't see at that time, which was uh, athletics. And so uh, from the time I was 14 until I was uh, really right now until 40 years, 40, 50 years later, I said, let me come back and uh, finish what I started. And so uh, it was not an easy task mm -hmm. uh, coming back. I mean, you know, I, I'm still I'm still in the learning modes of learning all kinds of different things. And so, but basically, uh, you know, patterns and things uh, dealing with percussion and things like this here is, is, is something beautiful and normal for me. So uh, it was just a matter of getting my hands to express uh, the things that are in my head. Can I put them on a drum? And so um, Sticks got me to put put all my answers and things on the drum. So I'm back oh, in like business. I like that. I'm back like in business. It. Yes. So, so Ed, when you manage this band, because you've you've just taken on managing this band. And, well, uh, it's it's I don't know about managing; it's kind of hurting, maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to you know <laughs> weave them back and forth and get them going in a general <laughs> direction, and then they kind of like, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so, as a, as the as the chief herder of the band. <laughs> So, so are you are you constantly looking for places where they could be and play, perform, show up at? Like, what is what is your life like in relationship to them? Yeah, I mean that's some of it, and and qualifying that as to you know what makes sense. I mean, do I you know look look for a, a place that only holds you know forty people up in the northeast corner of Connecticut? No, that doesn't make any sense. Or even a similar venue down in New York City, which you know we turned down as well, or out in Long Island, we turned some of those down too. Um, we're trying to find, you know, a venue that's going to be, you know, open to their music, open to the fact that you know they're not known well enough, like some of the big smooth jazz and other big stars. Mm -hmm. um, but their but their music is not only entertaining; it's gratifying. And people really um, glom onto it once they hear it, um, and want more. And so we're we're trying to find, as as Sticks really kind of said it appropriately, we're trying to find our lane and where that lane is. And once we get on that lane, we're gonna you know ride it as far as we can ride it until we can find a new lane. Okay. You know, because the music's ever changing. Yes. Yes, and. And I, you know, I feel like 
people are wanting to go back to hearing live music in ways that I hadn't seen in a long time. I don't know if that's post pandemic, you know, I just want to be out or whatever that is. I mean, we're still in a pandemic, but you know, post pandemic of being masked up and limited to where you could go. Uh, I do get the sense that people want to be, at least the places I often frequent, um, people are really wanting live music these days, all kinds of live music. I definitely agree. You know, whether it's, you know, um, jazz or hip hop or rock and roll or acoustic music or indie or folk, whatever. I mean, you can see that by the attendances, you know, the Connecticut Folk Festival, the Brantford Jazz, you know, uh, the Puerto Rican Fest that was just happening. I mean, there's so many different events and so many different um, cultural events that are attracting um, people of all different ages and backgrounds and so on. Um, and of course, you know, the summer has been, you know, from time to time, not so cooperative, but certainly when the weather has been cooperative, people do come out. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is uh, certainly a rain or shine event that's that's coming up um, this Friday at seven o'clock at Jazzy. So Yeah, because it's uh, inside. So people just as long as you can get in the door. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And it's and it's and it's such an intimate place and a, and a great place for, for music and sound and uh, Jason Watts, the owner of um, uh, Jazzy, has been so supportive, and he's a, a supportive member of the community as well. Um, and Jazzy is, is a great place to to really um, come into and enjoy music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so you haven't uh, uh, sticks. Y'all haven't played there before, right? This is your no, first this time. Would be, this would be the first time playing in, in in this. We're real excited about it. As uh, Ed was talking about, you know, making your own lane and things like that understanding as you were mentioning about live music being so uh accepted right now you know it's it, there's a lot to celebrate you know there's a lot to celebrate at in these times that we're in and it's you know what we're trying to do is give our contribution to that celebration so to speak where you know uh it's, it's another year that we've come out of you know so we just did 9 11 here in new york you know, but it's time, you know, to reflect on those that were lost. But now let's celebrate the life that made it through those difficult times. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's yes. good that there's a lot happening at the same time. And it's, you know, we're just asking everybody, put us in your schedule, come check us out, get something new happening. Don't do, don't be predictable with the same old routine. Like there's so much more that's happening now. And we're one of the new things, Bob. You know, everybody's used to seeing him in, in an athletic arena or things like that. But now you get to see him in a new arena. And, you know, that's something worth checking out. Okay. So are y'all influenced by, like, who who influences you? Like, did you go to the Beyonce concert? Like, are you, like, are you, or are you, are you more a Keith Sweat concert? Or are you, So, you know, So I you... had a choice. I had a choice. Go to Costco <laughs> or Beyonce's concert. I chose Costco. Costco. <laughs> The prices were the same when I left. <laughs> I love the system, but I'm saying that's a month worth of food right there for your one ticket. <laughs> oh, but it's such an experience out here. Hey, that that's what that's what video when they videotape the one and they air it on whatever they're gonna air it on. I, yeah, or I just play the records that I love to hear her sing. I can do without all of the high, big profile flashes, and I, I can't pay for. I can't afford that. 
Yeah, I go to you, Costco, feed my family. You, you sound like a man that's of a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like a man of a certain age, because if you was if you was like maybe 10, 20, 15 years younger, I think you would be at the Beyonce concert. I well, I mean, I got spoiled early because, you know, did when you when you're used to coming in through the back door hanging out with the celebrities at the events. You know, it was it was it was always I was always amongst the artists. You okay. Know? I very rarely had to go and, and do the full price thing. So that was it. And you know, there's been times when I've been in a certain room with Beyonce and her sister Solange and you know, we was at smaller events and you know, you kind of build that camaraderie and things like that. But I understand business is business. And for sometimes things like that is for the fans. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to your co-workers or your friends like you're, mm -hmm. you're living off of your fans you know mm -hmm. you, you're developing all of this for the fans so let the fans go ahead and appreciate that you know i kind of know places to go to see them and speak to them where i don't have to you know use my costco bill yeah <laughs> 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 all right so 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 what kind of music do you listen to bob what do you like i'm across the board you know i go from rock to rock you know and Anything. Oh, look how smooth that was from Bach to rock. I'm like, all right. Okay. You know, it's, it's, uh, I, I've always enjoyed sound. Um, uh, and to uh, take advantage of, of that word, uh, I was sitting there listening to Miles uh, doing one of his few interviews that were on television. And um, he just said that um, he's really into sound. You know, if a, if a glass breaks, if a, if, if a phone rings, if a, uh, a whistle blows or something, it's part of sound. Does it go with what I'm putting together? You know, someday my prince will come. You know, some, you know things that will accumulate a musical phenomenon. So I'm truly enjoyed his words and I've always been involved with sound. Sound and then I put my sound with rhythm and I got a whole, whole, whole story to tell when I put sound and rhythm together. We get music. And we get good music. And I have really right now enjoyed the crossover of jazz, funk, and hip-hop. So it is, I'm, as I say, I'm back, I'm back in, the, in the world of music. And uh, I'm enjoying my catch-up and enjoying how the old and the new have really come together uh, to bring what's happening today. And so, and I'm pretty happy to 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 bring some stuff to the table too. So I'm a, I'm a long follower of, of good music. All right, so Sticks, we we are we are in 50 years of celebrating hip hop. 50 years. Like that's hard yes. to believe. Yes. So do do you incorporate some of that vibe into your into your music? Do you do you Yeah of course. Um because see what people and I, I may have mentioned this before 
how my music is kind of connected or bridges the gap is there are four elements in hip hop. Hip hop is not the music. Hip hop is the culture. The music consists of four elements, DJing, rapping, break dancing, and graffiti art. There is a fifth one that wasn't officially, which is beatboxing. If you know Dougie Fresh, Rizella Godfather Noise, Buffy from the Fat Boys, the beatbox element. But the four main one, that those four elements make up hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So where we connect is is with the DJs and with the dancers. Mm. The DJs are the ones who produce the hip hop records. And hip hop is basically a sampled music. So you have jazz artists like Amar Jamal, Bob James, instrumentalists like Dennis Coffey, Garth McDermott. The, those records were sampled to make records for people like Nas, Notorious B.I.G., Jay-Z. And you see, and when you're, you're, you know, hip hop is so in tune, they don't really care about where the music came from. They just love what they hear. But the DJ only took a small portion of a nice three, four minute record, took a, a two second, three second portion of that and looped it. So in celebration of hip hop for us, as one who came up playing drums for Common, De La Soul, Most Death, Talib Kweli, and others, you have my drumming background, which is the boom bap essence of the music. And then you have what is called the break within the music, which is what is used to sample, what DJ, what the break dancers use to dance towards whenever there's the break in the record. So absolutely like the, the, the fuse between what we do. And have you ever heard of the incredible Bongo Band Vibes? Mm-hmm. They have a record called Apache. Yes. <laughs> okay. What is the main instrument in the break? The bongos. Is the, here is our man, Bob Beeman, on the bongos, which you will hear on our new single leap. It's 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 re it's coming back. You know what I'm saying? That element we're creating that element that hip hop loves back into original instrumental music. I feel like I just got a master's class, Ed, on uh, hip hop <laughs> culture feel like that's I feel like I I came away knowing more than I I thought I knew about hip hop. <laughs> I appreciate well, that. Well, Sticks has a lot more in his background than even he's intimating right now. Um he he can talk, you know, for quite a long time. Um and and just to kind of continue on with the thought about Leap. Um Leap is their new single which is actually being released uh worldwide this Friday and they're debuting it this Friday at Jazzy's. Uh, for the very first time, and that's in honor of uh, Bob Beeman's uh, legendary leap at the Mexico City Olympics, uh, yes. which was um, 55 years ago, Bob. Is that correct? Yes, it'll be 55 in October. Wow. That's pretty impressive. So how does it feel, Bob, to not only like hold a record and now have a record? <laughs> I think I think it's a beautiful combination. I think uh, you know I'm just truly have been blessed to be around some real good people in my life, and uh, and I'm so happy that the uh, 
the friendship that I that I've gathered over the years have been a lot of musical people that um, that keep me. Uh, I, I guess it, it, it keeps me young, keeps me going, keeps me excited about what's ahead uh, in the musical field, and so uh, I'm truly uh, been excited to to even uh, just a play just a little bit just and I got a whole album that you hear me on so it's really really a beautiful thing so I've got two things that I'm really proud of the other one besides music is that uh, uh, I'm also um, in the Webster Dictionary so they have me at Beeman S in the Webster Dictionary and um uh, they have a wonderful creation. Uh, they created a, a wonderful definition about DMS. And it's called incredible, unbelievable, outstanding, and so forth. And um, I feel that uh, I am surrounded by people that are outstanding and incredible people. And so I'm very excited to perform in New Haven uh, this Friday. And so I'm going to give it all I got to, to let you guys know that I can swing too. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So, uh, so Ed, do you create a tour? Are you creating a tour for this band? What is happening? Um, we've been trying to do that. It's It's been an up and down experience, like with any agent, any, any band, whether they're, you know, well known or not, it can be a real challenge to to put pieces together. Um, I think after we've got um, this show and then a uh, show up in Peekskill, New York, at a place called the Bean Runner Cafe, which has um, been known to host a, a lot of great people. It's a very small place, but um, we think it's it's a good place for the band to be because of the notoriety that other folks um, have had coming through there. Um, and then after that, they're going to be working on um, finishing up uh, the CD. Is that right, Sticks? Yeah. Yep, finishing yeah. that up and doing some probably video for that. They've got a full promotional campaign going on, both on, on radio and other media. And um, then I think the CD, the full CD launches uh, mid-January. Is that correct? Yep. So everything is kind of right now, once, once September passes, is going to be geared, you know, toward the CD and radio promotions and those types of things, you know, going forward. We're also going to be, you know, reaching out to festivals and so on that, you know, um, are uh, looking to fill up acts, you know, um, before the first of the year. A lot of places, you know, are already uh, looking for acts. So we're actively uh, trying to fill those uh, those openings as well. Mm, I like it. All right. So, so you're releasing, you're going to give everybody a taste of Leap. And then the full CD comes out in January. What's the name of the CD? Olympic Soul. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would like it, Babs. I, I knew like you it. would like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I probably could have guessed. <laughs> so how long does it take to put a CD together? Like how long? And how many tracks? 15, 16, 20? What do you do? <laughs> I was like eight, right? Come on. Like Babs, we doing eight songs. Now, now we know how old Babs is. I know, right? I, 
Come on, Babs. You're going to be on four, though. I'm telling you. He's a young man. You're going to make him really old real fast, Babs. <laughs> right. album like that will come out in 2026, man. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got eight beautiful tracks, man. We have some amazing guests uh, on on featured on the album. A good friend of Bob and I is uh, Abby Odun of The Last yeah, we Poets. Know, we Albie Odun, he's got a good relationship to New Haven. Yeah, yeah, he's on the album. He's on the album. Uh, and uh, we have a sister named Khadija uh, who worked with uh, Jay-Z, Salt and Pepper, a lot of a lot of my hip-hop people. Uh, she came on to do some vocals. We're doing a cover of a song. I'm not going to tell you yet, but I know it's something that you would enjoy. Oh, come so, on now. Um, come on now. The, <laughs> we, we, we really want y'all to, to, we want y'all to kind of marry. We, we wanted to, we didn't want to just put the album out right away because we really want you guys to marinate on Leap on the first single. You know, we want to get people ingested in that. Like I said, there's so much music every week. It takes a little bit of time in order for people, you know, you hear it once and then you're off to nine other songs and you've forgotten about. We really want to get, you know, the, the fact that this particular single, this unit is coming together and hopefully you guys will want to see us on stage more in 2024. And uh, as as Ed and Bob, as we work in as a team, we want everybody to be familiar with what we're doing. So, uh, you know, Babs, we, we thank you and your whole team, even for this interview now, hopefully we'll be able to you know, continue the camaraderie and oh yeah, you gotta come back. I gotta hit I gotta play this CD. We gotta launch this thing in Connecticut. Yeah, launch it. Come on now. You can be like I had it first. I had the exclusive. That's you right. Bragging rights. Bab, you got Bob Beeman. Bragging <laughs> rights. October. You go to you go to your radio show convention. You say, Y'all can't touch me. I have no <laughs> on my show. Say what you will, you can't touch me. I love it. I love it. So, so do you shoot videos? Do people still shoot videos for music? They do. They do. But it's it's you know they they're basically aired on YouTube. You don't get a lot of jazz videos. It's really the pop and hip hop stuff. Uh, so very rarely you will see jazz. You will see a lot of performance video of instrumental music, but not okay. you know the actual characteristic video thing. So are you are you going to shoot video for the for the some of the songs or yeah we're working on we're working on that. Right now what we're pushing is our line dance. We do have a video showing the line dance to one of our songs off the previous album, Breaks from the Soul, volume two, uh called The Promenade. And whenever we perform, people come out and they do that promenade line dance, and it's a very good look, perhaps. I might need you to get your two-step shoes on. You're uh -oh. gonna have as you playing it in the studio. You got to do the line dance. <laughs> Come on, join join in the fun. Oh, you know, Lord, what I'm now saying? I gotta go to YouTube and look this up. <laughs> yes, promenade line dance. Six six, bones. Six, go ahead, Bob. You're not gonna let me. You're not gonna let me sing any opera. I'm not gonna let you sing who? Any opera. No, you're not gonna sing. Not, not, you ain't gonna sing. In the shower, we keeping you in the shower. <laughs> You're gonna be talking with your hands. That's all they need to hear. No, okay. no mic for you, Bob. No mic for you, Bob. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. I, I am too, Bob, because it looked like you. You are a man of many talents. 
And I, I bet you could belt out a good old solo mio. <laughs> Excuse me, could you tell me what that means? <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so Ed, you, so you, so you're uh, booking the band in some venues. Uh, it'll be festival season next year, all around again. You know, yep. they'll start back up, and it's pretty hefty. You know, and uh, they got a new CD coming out in Janu January, right? And, yeah, and yeah, the, the album is going to drop in January because y'all going to be playing that King Cole for the next two months, man. Like, you know, come on, Bab, you know, <laughs> you know what y'all doing? Y'all going to be playing Donny Hathaway, Nat King Cole, and the Jackson's Crippins album. Stop it now. Come on. Yeah. We are. You, and, you, and you know what? You're absolutely right. So I wouldn't release the album either unless unless you have Christmas music on it. Yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely right. So um, this is not your first CD. Is it your first CD? No, 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 no. No, it's the third one. So we have the Bricks from the Soul series. And I suggest, you know, on volume one, Love on the Water has really oh, been. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then breaks from the soul volume two so i'm not this would have been a continuation of the breaks from the soul series however uh i titled it olympic soul because i feel that soul music has an olympic against all the other genres rock classical soul music man is has this olympic thing over all of them where it is attached to everything it influence so many other genres so many artists even if they don't do it they love soul music so to me soul music is the olympic genre within music that we have and that's kind of where the inspiration came you know working with someone who's competed in one of the highest type of competitions you can in the world of sports uh i felt like yo, let's give soul music its props as that being an Olympic success too. I love it. I love it. Okay. So you're at Jazzy's Friday night. Yes. Um, tickets are on sale now. Tickets? Yes. Like tickets? Yes. Tickets. Yep. Thank you, Harry. My my producer is, is there you go. So yeah, people can, so uh, uh, and it's, I see it floating around on social media. So people are aware. Um, the yep. tickets are very reasonable. So yes. Uh, and you could get good cocktails and good food at Jazzy. So you could yep. make it a real, it could be a real date night, people. Y'all yes, looking for date night nights on a Friday yep. night. That's perfect. So. And you can like, still go to Costco the next day. And you still yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right? You don't feel like you got to put something back. You can yeah. <laughs> get all your groceries. And so how long is the set? It starts at what time? Go ahead, Ed. Yeah, it starts. At, uh, it goes to seven to ten p.m. There'll be a couple of breaks, and of course, while you're jazzy, you know, have dinner, have cocktails, have some apps. You know, it's it's uh it's gonna be a really nice uh, dinner and a show. Um, you know, rock your socks off event. I like it. I like it. Well, I'm so glad that you guys got to come back on. Uh, I got to see you guys again. Um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Can I get these? Can I get your music on vinyl yet? Or I'm real. I got to see. You will in 2024. Because when we, I didn't know to press up vinyl, it takes nine weeks. Oh. 
Yeah. So even though the single is dropping on Friday, I went to try to get try to get it pressed up on vinyl, and they said it won't be ready until the end of December. Okay. All right. That's all right. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna save my money because I like I'm 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 trying to buy all the vinyl again. Do you know what I mean? Awesome. Like I'm buying vinyl again, and it's it's been really nice. And uh, and I wouldn't mind having your music on vinyl because I bet you the sound is incredible. So thank you. Yeah, you know. that's that's part of the plan. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Ed. Thank you for reaching out. They are welcome here yes. anytime, anytime. When the new CD comes out, let me know. You know, maybe we can do a little listening party. Something we can do. Something. <laughs> Let's do it. Have, Let's have do a it. good time. Let's figure it out. Let's do it. Because uh, I, I really like it. I'm sorry to get to Branford to see y'all, but I will be in the space. And I'm letting you know now, I'll be in the space on Friday. Oh, awesome. yay. Thank you. So, you know, yay. so you hold me in the guest down. We coming. <laughs> yay. I'll see pop you there. in. Yes. Yeah, so yes. thank you so much, Sticks. And I look forward to actually meeting you in person. Yes. And yes. Uh, Bob, it was very nice to talk to you. So My pleasure. All right, Bob. Olympic, Olympian. I get to hang out with a real Olympian. All right. <laughs> like it. Thank you all so much. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll see you all on Friday night at Jazzy's in New Haven. Thanks, Harry. All right. Yeah. I'll see you all soon. Ooh. Mm -hmm.